I would like to welcome everybody back to the Chilling with Dylan podcast. Today's guest has been one of the stars of the challenge, Brighter Dies. He was originally first on Love Island USA season two. It is Johnny Middlebrooks. Um, we have a good talk about the whole season of the challenge, why he was on the challenge USA, um, his friendships with people on the show, um, and what it's really like, you know, and he, he tells us some interesting stuff. I hope you guys all enjoy the episode. Um, like always, follow me on social media at Chilling with Dylan Pod. My TikTok is at Dylan.deckard. All of Johnny's social media links will be down below. Um, and then turn on your um automatic downloads for the Chilling with Dylan podcast. Appreciate you guys, and I hope you guys all enjoy the episode. Chilling with Dylan, chilling with Dylan. Good vibes and such an incredible feeling. The podcast that you need and want. Interviews with reality TV stars. Uh, so entertaining. Now you don't want to miss me. Real as it gets, never know what to expect. Uh, got a rep jersey, I thought I told you. Yes, indeed. Every week, got a brand new poster while I'm hey, chilling with Dylan, chilling with Dylan. Hey, chilling with Dylan, chilling with Dylan. Let's go. Next guest on the Chilling with Dylan podcast, we last saw on the challenge Rider Dies. He was one of the rookie stars that was not afraid to make a move. His original show was Love Island 2 in 2020. It is Johnny Middlebrooks. Johnny, how are you doing today? Thank you so much for being here. What's up, Dylan? I am doing outstanding right now. I appreciate you for having me. I'm excited to be here, excited to talk about the challenge season 38. A lot went down. Let's get into it. Definitely, definitely. Um, so I start every interview kind of the same, just with the state of the world. The last couple of years have been kind of crazy. You know, 2020 was COVID. Um, yeah. 21 and 22, we're kind of getting out of it, but there's still a lot going on. And you filmed Love Island during that time and now The Challenge. Um, so just how has these last couple of years in this crazy world been for you? And how have you been doing out of, you know, out of the pandemic and out of everything um, and becoming like a, a celebrity that people know? Man, uh, I mean, like you said, it's been crazy for everybody. The pandemic has just it shut a lot of stuff down. It's changed a lot of people's lifestyles. And for me, I was in college at the time when it first started back in March 2020. And I was running track at the time, my senior season. And that got cut short. I didn't get to compete in the outdoor season, which was devastating for me because I'm a, I'm a fiend for competition. And I had to go home, finish class online. And at that time, that's when I was recruited for Love Island. Didn't even think that was possible. Didn't think TV was ever going to be a thing for me, but it ended up happening. I got the call. I went out to Love Island. Love Island was cool, crazy experience, probably like one of the highest points of my life. And then after that, I moved from Virginia to California, right in the middle of the pandemic, right after the show. Jeez. And that was insane because you know, I'm moving to L.A., one of the most popular places in the United States, yeah. when it was dormant and completely barren. And, like, everything was closed, everything was shut down. And I'm in, like, a public relationship. So I'm, I'm dealing with, you know, having fans of me and my girlfriend at the time and having to deal with, like, people's opinions and stuff. And it was, like, a it was a pretty big deal and pretty, pretty real pretty quickly. You know, I had to get thrown into it. And... Yeah, man. I mean, after everything started to slowly get back to normal and then go right back into pandemic mode and then get back to normal, that's mm -hmm. when I did All-Star Shore, 
still in like the COVID times. And then I did the challenge and we still got to deal with all the protocols and stuff. Production. It's just, it's definitely, it's definitely different. A lot. Definitely. Uh-huh. Um, what um, school did you run track at? And what were your um, events? So I ran, I ran track uh, down at this D2 school in North Carolina called University of Mount Olives. Okay. Um, a sprinter, one, two, four. I'm a quick guy, fast, strong runner. Yeah, I did the four and the eight. That's why I asked when in high school. It's been a long oh, time since then. But... You know what then. You know what time yeah. is. Yeah, and especially Every... um, you're in you're in like Virginia, right? Is where you grew mm-hmm. up. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm from Jersey originally, so I'm starting in March, running outside in the colds. Oh. Yeah, I I know I know how it feels. I get it, I get it. And look, and you can attest to this: the four hundred and the eight hundred. Anyone can state that those are the two hardest track races there are. I swear, oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I had to do the four by one one time just because the people that usually do it, um, somebody was sick or something. Not the point, but I hated it. I hated it. I hate the baton and all that stuff. I just like doing my own thing, you know. Yeah. So no, I love I love the four by one. The thing is for me, any short distance, like the one, the two, like those were so easy for me because I had that like muscle endurance. I had that speed endurance. Yeah. The four. So having like Anytime I would associate the competition, like a track meet, yeah. it was just like pain, agony because of the 400. But Definitely. it was so easy. Uh huh. Um, so I want to get into how the casting process started. A lot of people are interested in that. You said okay. you were recruited. Um, so there was no application for you, or like how did that process go for you to get on Love Island 2? Okay, Love Island. So for me, I was, like, building my Instagram all through college. I would take pictures all the time. I was, like, documenting, like, track and stuff like that. Like, that was my thing. And at that time, my page was growing rapidly from, like, 10K to, like, 160K. And I got an email one day, and it was, like, Love Island, season two. Would you like to da-da-da-da, fill out this da So I had to, like, basically respond to them, not even really thinking it was a real email. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, I get a call back. Or I get a, an email back and they say, we want to get you on a call, a Zoom call, and basically shoot the shits. And that's basically what I did. I had a real cool conversation with them about, like, my experiences with dating and stuff like that. And they basically were like, all right, we love you. We want to get you on another. We want to fly you out to L.A. They flew me out to L.A. And I went through, like, a series of interviews. And there's... Like, casting for a show, is, it's crazy because you can't know, like, they don't let you know anything until the last minute. And at the, when you're at the hotel, there's, like, hundreds of other people that are there, like, auditioning, but you never see any of them. So they're, like, radio you in. It's, like, secret service, basically, transporting you to these different yeah. interviews. And I made it to the last day, CBS Studios in front of all the execs, and they're all sitting in front of me on, like, a panel basically tell you like sit down in a chair in front of them in the studio and they're like go and you just have to start like talking 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 about like your sex experiences and stuff like it's crazy stuff it was it was one of those things where once i got through it i was like extremely impressed with my ability to like work under pressure i guess because uh-huh. it was nerve-wracking but it was, it was cool makes sense um so i want to talk about your experience on Love Island. So you were on season two, um, which was filmed in Las Vegas. Um, usually they go, you know, Hawaii or some island, um, but this was the COVID year, right? So everything was a little different. Um, and I want to talk about coming off of Love Island and because that's a live show for those of you that don't know. Um, and you guys don't really have any in touch with the outside worlds like Big Brother. 
and then you get off the show and you have all these followers and people either love you or hate you and they're like not afraid to tell you how they feel about you. So what was that like for you physically and then also for your mental health? Man, so like you said, we were in Vegas, which was low-key a bummer. But for me, I've been on the East Coast my whole life. Like I've, I've only been like to, you know, North Carolina, Georgia, those normal states, you know what I'm saying? So for me to go to Vegas, I'm still excited. We were supposed to go to Fiji. We ended up in Vegas. It was hot as hell. We were on a rooftop. It was cool, but it was just extremely hot, whatever. But coming off the show... I was pretty controversial. A lot of people liked me, but a lot of people hated me for what I did. And the girl that I was with, people loved her. You know, she was like all bubbly and cute and everyone's, everyone's perception of her was just great. So I was definitely the antagonist in the relationship. And when I first got off, we all, as a cast, went to Caesar's Palace. Okay. And like you said, we hadn't had our phones. We hadn't been able to talk to family. So we get our phones and our phones are basically like, like backed up to where we can't even use them because there's messages from like two months of like not contacting anybody yeah. just like it's like crazy followers going crazy and we're just walking around just like it's this is all so surreal and the first thing first time this ever happened to me i'm like walking to caesar's palace and this lady comes up to me she said oh my god are you johnny from love island and i'm like yeah what's up hey nice to meet you and she's like oh my god I fucking hate you. And I was just like, oh, like that is crazy. So like what you what you said about like people are not afraid to voice their opinion. They will yeah. literally come in person to your face and say, fuck you. Yeah. You know? Cause they don't think of it as like a real thing. You know, they don't think about the fact that it's real life for us. Uh -huh. You know, they watch TV, but then they think that you're like on a movie or something. I don't know. It's yeah. crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, so a lot of there's a lot of people that watch Love Island, right? Um, I think as far as Instagram growth, you guys are bigger than Big Brother, Survivor, and obviously The Amazing Race. But the one con that people have with the show is that they don't think people are going on there for love. They're going on there for fame. Um, mm -hmm. So can you talk about your experience with that? Um, what you've, I mean, you don't have to name drop anybody, obviously, but like what you've seen with, um, people coming off that show and do you think that people were actually looking for love or are they just looking for some clout here and there? Uh, I think that, you know, it, given the opportunity to go on one of those shows, you're going to have to take it no matter if you're point in time or point in life where you're looking for love or not. So I think the real question is like, are you willing to find love when you're there? Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I was reached out to randomly and they said here's an opportunity to come on love island I, at that point in time i'm like i don't i'm not particularly looking for love but if you're giving me this opportunity to go in front of a bunch of girls and you say find your best connection i'm going to try my best to find my best connection you know and that's that's my stance on it but i think a lot of people are seeking the show if the, the people that are auditioning people that are like reaching out to try and get applications they're trying to get famous yeah. you know no I get for me advantage of the opportunity and i was like you know what like i'm a lover boy you know what i'm saying so i was like look i'm gonna just cupcake whatever and try and find my one you know definitely um so i have this game that i play with everybody that i've ever had on the podcast um i'm very interested in first impressions 
So okay. I have a list of like eight people. And if you could just tell me your first impression when you first met them. Okay. Um, the first one I have, she um, won Love Island. And then she was a finalist on the Challenge USA, Justine. Justine Joy. Uh, first impression, I thought she was an extremely cool girl. You know what I'm saying? Like me and her instantly got like really close as far as just being friends because she was great friends with, with the girl that I was, you know, coupled up with. So yeah, just really cool, really genuine, funny. Definitely. And um, I got one more Love Islander before we get to the challenge. Uh, Carrington. Carrington, my boy Carrington. He actually just hit me up. He just landed in LA. Um, Carrington, he is hilarious. Like, I don't want to... <laughs> he gives, like, douchebag vibes, but he's not a douchebag. Like, he's, like, he's so full of himself, but he's not, like, arrogant. It's not nothing in a bad way. He's just, he's just a really funny dude. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one I have is definitely arrogant and a douchebag, uh, Johnny Bananas. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I, I fuck with Johnny Bananas. You know what I'm saying? Like, I thought we were going to have a little bit of beef because, you know what I'm saying? Like, my name's Johnny, his name's Johnny, you know, whatever. But my first impression of Johnny Bananas is just that, like, you know, it's his show. Like, yeah. he, he's experienced with it. Like, he's been there for 19 seasons or 20 seasons or something like that. And you can just tell the confidence he has going into the game. Uh, but genuinely, I think he, he was a, he was a really cool dude to me and he was, you know, very, uh, very helpful as far as like giving me insight to the game. Definitely. Um, so there's like this running rumor. There was a Johnny on about 2015, um, Johnny mm-hmm. Riley, who got second place on one season behind bananas and then, you know, left a little early the next season, but the running rumor is they stopped casting him because his name was Johnny because wow. bananas could be the only Johnny. Now I'm not saying that's true or not. That's the running rumor is that they bananas, but bananas didn't want him because his name was Johnny as well, even though they were friends. Any, any experience with Johnny versus Johnny battle or was he like cool with everything? Okay. There was an instant. Well, not even just an instant. There was, he, he refused to call me Johnny. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't a, it wasn't like a, it, was, it didn't come off disrespectful because okay. every time we were lighthearted, but he would call me Jonathan. I was like, hey, man, that's not my name. That's not my name. And that's yeah. not even my birth certificate. My name on my birth certificate is literally Johnny Lee Middlebrooks. So, yes. yeah, he didn't want to call me Johnny. He called me Jonathan. It was a, it was that he, guy. He doesn't even go by Johnny. He goes by bananas. He goes by bananas, yeah. But a lot of people call him Johnny. You know what I'm saying? Like, people yeah. know, they call him Johnny. Okay. Um, the next one I have is a three-time champ, uh, Jordan Wisely. Jordan, cool as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like he was, he moved into uh, to my room on the top bunk. Uh, just it seemed like he's seems like he's done a lot. You know what I mean? I was talking to him about like his his sports career and stuff, and like just like just a lot of stuff that he's been through. I just think he's a cool, genuine dude. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next one is somebody I'm obsessed with. Um, Olivia. Olivia, it's my girl right there. Yeah, Love Island. Yeah, Love Island, Olivia. Oh yeah, Liv's amazing. First time I met her. Matter of fact, yeah. Matter of fact, first first impression wasn't so good. Really? So I think first night she knows this. She knows this. But first night I was actually out with my 
I was out with a girl that I met on All Star Shore. Okay. And we were all play. She was visiting from the UK. And Olivia came out with us. And Olivia just met her that night. And her and I were like arguing about something. And it was like very like irrelevant to what was going on at the time. Like it was just random bullshit. And Olivia just didn't even know what was happening, but took her side and was like yelling at her. I had her, I had Olivia, I had the girl I was talking to. And like one other person like yelling at me, calling me an asshole and shit for no apparent reason. I talked to Olivia the next day because we had an event and we kind of cleared it up and laughed it off. But my first impression was like, yo, you're just like jumping in on the job for no reason. You're drunk and you're just trying to Jeez. be on the ground. Yeah. But it was so lighthearted. Definitely. Um, the next one I have is Nani. Nani. Uh, super sweet. My first impression, she's super sweet. You know what I'm saying? Like, Every every time we had a conversation, she was very respectful to me, and you know I have no problems with her. Mm -hmm. uh, Tori. Tori. Um. Tori. Tori's cool as hell. Uh, to me, at least, you know what I'm saying. I know people have their opinions, but I think Tori is a great person, and to me, she was real as hell. And every time I had a conversation with her, it was it was stamped solid. Okay. Uh, Amber. Amber B. Um, yeah, so my boy, my roommate, Jeremiah, on season 37, he's yeah. Amber or whatever. So it was, a matter of fact, it was really awkward. Okay. Going into season 38 with Amber because I'm like, how do I play this? I already know she's not going to fuck with me because she knows that, you know, she knows that. I'm roommates with the last guy she was talking to, whatever. And she actually said at the time she blamed me for her and Jeremiah not working out because as soon as Jeremiah moved out to LA, shit started getting rocky with them, which I was just like in response to that. I was like, yo, Amber, Jeremiah's his own man. Like, that's just not, we're going to have to just, we're going to have to put this behind us right now. And realize like that's not on me at all. Like Jeremiah's his own man, he makes his own decisions. But after that, we were cool. We squashed it. We all talked about. It. I talked about. I talked to Amber and Chauncey. Okay. And told them, like, look, let's just put this under the rug. This has nothing to do with us. Family. Yeah. Sex. Mm -hmm. And then the last one I have is uh, Devin. 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 Once again, really cool dude. Uh, he's hilarious. Uh. You find out very quickly that you do not want to get in a a verbal altercation with him because he's not to, he's not scared to say anything to anybody, yeah. and very he's very good with his words and he's very funny with his words. So and he's and yeah he's a very smart dude with the game as well. So mm -hmm. I think really cool smart guy. Definitely. Um, so I do listener questions at the end that people sent in, but I got. So many questions, so many questions about why we didn't see you in the Challenge USA. There was a bunch of people from your season, from other seasons of Love Island. And like I said earlier, um, Justine, who was on your season, ended up getting to the final. Um, so were there calls for the Challenge USA? Was like, what what was going on with that situation? Uh, I, I really don't know. I didn't get any calls for USA because at the time I was getting calls for Challenge. Okay. So... I think they had like a very specific plan that nobody really knows about as far as the way they casted it. Um, so yeah, I didn't get any calls for USA. I would have done it if given the opportunity, but I'm glad that I was 
able to be a part of MTV's The Challenge, like the original shit, because, yeah. you know. No, I get it. I get it, definitely. Um, did you watch The Challenge USA? Um, and do you have any thoughts on people from Love Island or any of your friends on how they did and how do you think you would have done on that show? I actually did not watch it. Okay. I'm not a, I'm a TV fan myself. You know what I'm saying? I watch the shows that I'm on just so I can, you know, make sure I don't sound like a dumbass. But <laughs> outside of outside of the shows that I actually like are in, like I don't I don't actually watch it. But I think that I would have done great. Okay. Um, so we get you casted on season 38, Ride or Dies, um, with Raven. Um and obviously you're the person we know coming from Love Island. Raven is the unknown. She was not on a reality show before. Um, were there any talks about you potentially being with somebody else? Um, was it always once casting like reached out to you guys, it was always gonna be you and Raven? What was the that casting process like for you? Um, so I had an idea that it was gonna be like me and a partner, but it was like very I didn't know that it, I was gonna have the, the choice, right? So I found out a couple of months before filming, the manager calls me. He's like, look, you got to find a ride or die. It's on you, but you need to find out now because we got to get her through the process. And I was like, all right, bet. Immediately, I, Raven was the first person I thought about. I didn't think about anyone else. It was Raven. She lives in LA. I knew that I wanted to like spend as much time with this person as I could before going, before filming. So I reached out to Raven. I called her immediately after hearing that news. And I was like, yo, will you come on the challenge with me? And my, my thought process behind it was, we've never hooked up before. Like, it's not going to complicate things. She's a huge fan of the challenge. I knew that about her. She's athletic. You know, she's, she's an actress, so she's hopefully comfortable in front of cameras and comfortable putting herself out there. And she immediately said yes. She was very excited. And was grateful for the opportunity and that's why that's how we ended up you know going on the show together definitely um so you guys were one of the rookie rookie pairs and obviously the the running you know thing on the challenge is the rookies get targeted first yep. uh, spies lies and allies was notorious for that and there's a reason spies lies and allies was statistically the worst season of all time um <laughs> so i want to ask because you made a big move episode one and again some people loved it some people hated it. Um, nobody was really surprised that you and Raven won because you're both fit. You're both like seem to be good at these common competitions. They are surprised that you made such a big move week one. Um, so looking back on it, was that a move? Like, what was the process going through your head? Did you guys know like we won? We got to get somebody out. And why did Kayla and Sam um, end up being your target over other vets? Because people were wondering Sam is a rookie as well. Mm -hmm. so I know there's like a lot of controversy behind that move or whatever people trust me I've seen all the tweets or whatever but for Raven and I we have four teams we had to pick to come to a deliberation and at that time we didn't know what was going to happen to all four of the teams we knew we were going to have to throw one team down so we were the first and only pair that didn't have the blood on our hands for all four pairs right so when we called him in there, I really had no intentions behind. I had no intentions of throwing Devin and Tori down. Just wanted to just talk to them. We basically were like, look, if we don't throw you guys down. We scratch our back in the future. They said, I believe them. Same with Laurel and Jack. Once again, we picked a vet vet pair 
two vet rookie pairs and a rookie rookie pair. So it was very balanced, if you really think about it, who we called in. Yeah. And we threw down Kayla and Sam because Kayla's an all-star, you know what I'm saying? Like, still does the job by, like, throwing down a vet. And at the time, we really didn't believe, and a lot of people in the house were saying, they're not really tied to anybody. They don't really have any connections. Nobody was really upset that they went home. So we were trying to, like, even though we were making a big move and a bold statement, we wanted to limit the amount of blood spilled that we were going to have on our hands, you know? And I think we did that very well. I think the statement that I made at the elimination was the biggest, like, the biggest thing about the move, you know what I mean? Like, everyone was like, oh, my God, I can't believe he said that. Or realistically, it's like, what were we supposed to do, yeah. you know? Get, get rookies out? Like, that's not what I, that's not what I came to do. Definitely. Um, I definitely think Kayla and Sam was a good move because they weren't aligned with anybody. Um, mm -hmm. So a lot of people on Twitter I saw were complaining just because Kayla is very close with Nani and Casey and Nani and Casey just, Casey was, you know, they took her out for a little bit and brought her back in and Nani wasn't there yet. So Kayla didn't have any friends in the house at that time. Um, so my question is, would you have changed your gameplay if let's say Nani and Bananas, Jordan and Anissa and Darrell and Veronica all started together in the beginning. Um, how would that have changed your game? Would you have targeted one of them? Would you have kind of not went for Kayla just because she would have had friends at that time? Um, that does, that does, I haven't even really thought about that, but I don't think I would have really changed much. You okay. know, like nobody else was really on our hit list. There wasn't even really a close second to who we were going to throw down. We were just like, we were all kind of talking like as rookies as a collective I was like telling all of them I was like look like we have to turn the tide we can no longer allow the best to just eliminate all the rookies in the beginning even if you know we're putting ourselves at risk because walking into this game we already all have a target on our backs you know no, no matter how big or small they are we have a target on our back coming into this game and I knew that walking in there mm -hmm. um so going on the challenge is you know a new experience because you went on Love Island, which was live, right? And you were there while they were showing the show. You filmed the challenge months in advance or months before, and then they come on and show the episodes weekly, right? Um, so what was that, you know, process like for you um, waiting for it to come out? Um, I'm assuming you became friends with some of these people while you wait. Um, and then having to watch the episodes back, you know, with America and international, I guess, and seeing all of it, you know, resurface months later. Yeah, it's definitely different from, yeah, because like you said, Love Island, you come out, every, all the opinions are already had, like everything's already been talked about. And it's just kind of like, you just see it for what it is, you know? But then for the challenge, it's like you sit here and you're just waiting for months, like shit, you're thinking about it. Like Loki can get kind of anxious, you know, nervous to how are they going to, how's this going to come off on TV? You know what I mean? It's, it's There's a lot of nerves that go into the premiere and a lot of excitement as well. I was mostly excited because it was like something that I've been watching my whole life. I'm about to see myself on the challenge. That was my energy towards it. But yeah, watching it with America is crazy because we remember every little detail of what happened like in real time. But you're, you're shown, like America's shown a couple conversations that were had throughout the day. And 
they're developing a, an opinion about you based off of those couple conversations or the facial expressions you were making. So it is definitely kind of weird to see everyone's like reaction, but it's just, it's, it's all good at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. um, so there was some drama early on. Um, Turbo and Nani had some drama. Um, there was some drama with Tommy and Annalise and Olivia Haras, I want to get into a little bit. Um, but you also were involved in a little bit of drama um Norris and Raven um it seems it was morally those two and not you but over you if that makes sense um I want to ask not so about the drama but more about the edit of the drama um and how true to the actual story um of what actually happened because I did get a lot of questions about you know that whole situation um, and people thinking that you and Raven were together and then you and Norris were together and that whole situation. So can you just clear up what actually happened and what the edit missed? Yeah. Um, well, the truth about the whole situation is me and Raven were not together. The whole reason why I thought of her was because we never hooked up or anything like that. There definitely was, you know, we say going on to the show, a little bit of tension there because we met because we were attracted to each other, but then said to each other, like, look, let's just be friends, keep it in the friend zone. If you even watch the interviews uh, of us going into the into the show, of us like talking, answering questions and stuff, she even says, he's like a brother to me. We're in the friend zone. That's where we're at, going into the house. And, you know, on the plane, I know they, they showed it on the first episode, me and Norris, you know, we're with each other in the airport. We sat next to each other on the plane. We're making out on the plane. And it was like, okay, like, this is this is going to be cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how things kind of transpired. And it just got really mess messy after that because Raven was, I guess, hiding the fact that she really did have feelings for me. But she kind of just put it down and got it all. It all came out when she saw Maurice and I, like, kissing each other and shit and like she just got really like jealous and wrapped up in it and it was just it was rough man like it was the whole the whole entire time I was there it was a problem mm -hmm. so it was definitely downplayed okay do you I got a couple questions about this um what is your status with Narice now some people were rooting for you guys to last I don't know if it was just like a challenge thing um, or if it was, you know, more serious for you guys, because we have had um, couples in the challenge before, a la Tori and Jordan, who got become engaged. So where do you and Nari stand now? And how long did your fling, romance, whatever you want to call it, last? Uh, yeah, we're not talking right now. You know? mm -hmm. uh, we did we did see each other several times throughout the summer, like after filming, but it was never it was never anything serious. Um yeah, I, I did like her when we were there, when we were on the show. Like, it was cool. It was, we, had, we had a really good time with each other. Um, but, yeah, it, just, it, never, it was never going to get into anything serious. Like, I think, I think she had real feelings for me. You know, I had, I had pretty real feelings for her as well. But it just, it just didn't work out between us. Like, I wasn't giving her the energy that she requires out of somebody that is into her, you know? Yeah. No, I get it. Um, so I want to talk about week two. Um, this is the week we have Nam and Emmy DQ. Um, and it's the week Turbo uh, goes in. So I don't know how much you knew about Turbo um, before 
Um, but obviously he's a challenge champ and he got DQ'd before for having an altercation with Jordan wisely. Um, what was your interpretation of the whole turbo Nani bananas sort of situation? Um, just being a bystander and being in the house because we saw a side of turbo that we really didn't see before. Um, I would say we saw him get mad with Jordan, but like his first season when he won, it was a different vibe. Right. And this season yeah. he came off kind of as a villain. So what was your interpretation of that whole situation? So I was actually pretty close to turbo just because he was my roommate and I actually ran into him right before filming. Okay. Like I was rock climbing with Jay and I literally pulled into the parking lot and I saw turbo. I was just watching his season and I was like, is that fucking Turbo? And I called Jay. I was like, yo, did you invite Turbo? And he was like, no, Turbo's here. And then we all went inside. And I, he actually introduced me to Turbo. Really nice guy. He, he was showing us wrestling moves. Like, briefly, we were just talking. Da, da, da. And that was that. And I just thought it was really cool that I got to meet him. And just really nice guy. Seemed like he knew his shit. And, like, he seemed like a, you know, fierce competitor. I was like, man, I hope I don't have to go up against him one day. Mm -hmm. Cool. And then... I see him in the house and I'm like, oh shit, here we go. Turbo, time to put my fucking helmet on and go with this guy. But we ended up being roommates and we were just like instantly really cool. You know what I'm saying? Because Jay and I made that connection with him right before the show. And like, yeah, he was just like, I knew, I knew that he wasn't coming for me. When I saw everything happening with Nani and Bananas and all that and Devin, like I just knew that it wasn't going to affect me so i just kept my distance and i was like yo turbo like he's overreacting a lot in certain instances in my opinion but i'm not going to step in and stop him because it has nothing to do with me and i don't know what where this beef is coming from but i think the biggest thing that turbo was trying to get across to everyone like when Devin looked up and said hey turbo the dagger stay in the arena or whatever he was obviously joking, but everything that happened with Jordan mm -hmm. on that season, Turbo didn't want anyone calling him aggressive because of everything that happened. He didn't want anyone to think that he was extremely aggressive because he didn't want a, a repeat of all that. Yeah. But it came off aggressive. So it was kind of counterintuitive in a way. Have you ever seen the clip of Turbo and Jordan fighting on War of the Worlds too? Have, yeah, 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 pretty intense. Um, so I want to get into the quote unquote rookie alliance we always get in the beginning of the season. Um, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But what has interested me is you and Raven obviously made a big move. Um, and we've been getting you know sort of clips of like a combination of like Raven, uh, Amber, Norris, Michelle, um. Horacio, Olivia, Tommy, Annalise, like sort of talking here and there, um, but they're really pushing Amber as the face when this is Amber's third season and she's already a challenge champion winning her, her rookie year. Um, how close were the talks between the rookies? Um, and was it a surprise for you that Amber and Michelle kind of, Michelle, you know, debuted last season, but Amber was willing to work with the rookies being, you know, a champ and this being her third season? So Michelle kind of had not didn't have a choice, but because Jay and I were such good friends, yeah, like Jay and I were working together hundred percent. 
And Michelle was kind of just along for the ride. That's when she was like kind of calling me an anchor. She's like, you're going to get us killed because of that. Yeah. So I kind of just had no choice. Amber, she wasn't really close with anyone in the house. None of the vets really see her as a vet. Regardless, even since she won her season, she still doesn't really have that respect as a vet. And nobody really wanted to work with her, nor did they trust her. So she kind of like felt like she had to work with us in a way. And then, of course, her, her boyfriend was a, was a rookie as well. So she kind of just fell into it. I didn't really trust her that much. You know what I'm saying? We, we squashed our, our beef, so to speak, and, like, to work with each other. But I kind of just, like, kept her at arm's, arm's length. But we never got into anything, never had any reason to trust her because she never had anything over me. But, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't too surprised because nobody – she didn't really – have anyone to work with on the vets with the vets mm-hmm. um yeah it seems amber always works with the rookies and then they don't cast those rookies next season like michelle is the only person we had from spies lies and allies that debuted on spies lies and allies to come back mm-hmm. they kind of I, I mean that's casting's fault obviously but it definitely seems like amber's not in with the quote-unquote vacation alliance of devin tori anisa nelson and that crew yeah um, so I want to talk about Tommy and Annalise for a little bit. They had a sloppy move, um, mm. putting you and Raven, which were one of the strongest rookie rookie teams and strongest teams in general, against Olivia and Horacio, which were also one of the strongest rookie rookie teams and just teams in general. Um, can you just take me through that whole you know situation? Did you know it was coming? Were you surprised? Um, just what what was going through your head? Yeah, I mean, I was I was shocked. I mean, you could probably see it in the elimination arena. Like, all of us, Raven flipped them off. We were all just, like, flabbergasted, I guess. Because the night before, when we were in the bar having our conversations, like, I already knew that we were we, – that's the thing. We all knew that Raven and I were the number one pick. We knew that. That was a fact. So it was up to those three teams to, like, make their – make their packs and everything like that. And for Tommy and Annalise to go to both of those teams and promise both of them that they were going to save them if given the opportunity, it's very, it's very, it's very, it's, it's, it's very sneaky. I mean, I, everyone saw it because realistically speaking, if Olivia and Horacio pulled the safe, they would have saved Tommy and Annalise. Yeah. And that's up because they're basically saying we'll save you if you save us, but they didn't save them in return. It was just really fucked up. And I honestly feel like if, if we went up against Kim and Colleen, we would have had a better chance at beating them because even though Kim's a big guy, I think that we would have had a better chance of beating them because Raven up against Colleen, we would have had a better chance. Just clear. Cause Olivia is a, she's a monster. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about that elimination because this is something else that's pretty controversial. People loved it or hated it. Um, so a staple of the challenge is the hall brawl elimination, which you guys kind of did. Um, mm. America thought the twist was just the two floors, but it was more of a the bar in the middle type of twist um, and how that completely changed the game. Yeah. Because we've seen hall brawls before that have just gotten out of control. Um, Big Easy and West on Battle of Seasons where he just picked him up and threw him. Um, Fessy, you know, with Nelson and how that turned out, but you guys weren't, I mean, you touched each other, but it wasn't really hands-on physical. 
Um, so how did that elimination like prep the prep went into it? And would you have preferred a regular hall brawl, just straight banger run into each other? I definitely would have preferred a regular one. Uh, you know, I'm not going to say that it would have changed the result of it. Uh, just because Rossi and Olivia are both great competitors and once again, take my hat off to them, but I'm great at wrestling. I'm, I, I used to play football. Like if I can actually wrap you up and, and wrestle with you, I have a better chance than just holding a bar at a stalemate position until someone's legs give out or some, you know, the floor was slippery as hell. It was raining a little bit. There's sand, you're stepping on plywood. There's so many factors you can't really pick up on TV. Cause it's just like, I'm sitting here pressing against something that felt like it wasn't even moving. Opposed yeah. to if I hands on, hands on you, I'm, I'm grappling you, I'm wrestling you. Like I'm taking your, your legs out from under you. You know, I'm able to put my shoulder into you, that type of stuff. Like I would have had so much more to work with. And so would he, but like, I was more comfortable with that idea of actually being able to like put my full brute strength into, into Horacio. So yeah, the, the bar was, it was the first time we've seen that, but it was, it was definitely tough because there's, yeah, like I said, there's so many factors going into it. You saw me, I slipped like hell, like so many times. Yeah. The, the great up top was slippery. The plywood down, down on the bottom was slippery. And yeah, it was, it was, it was difficult. Man. It was difficult. Mm -hmm. How quickly do you think you would have beaten Tommy and Annalise in that elimination? Oh man, he's trying to, I mean, it was, <laughs> It would have been, yeah. It would, it would have been, it would have been pretty quick. It would have been like a snap, crap, pop yeah. type shit. Uh -huh. I would, my boy Tommy, like that. That would have been, that would have been something bad to see. Uh huh. Um, did you see Tommy and Annalise's loss um, yesterday in their elimination? I actually didn't get a chance to watch it. I didn't get a chance to watch. It. Um, so basically, it was an elimination where the guys would pull the girls up and then hold them up like with a rope, and they were like on a um like a wooden plank type of thing, and then mm -hmm. they go into a puzzle. Right. So Kim and Colleen beat Tommy and Elise. Kim just held Colleen up there. You know, Kim is like six foot five. Um, Tommy never got Annalise up. He couldn't pull her up, couldn't do it. She was laid there the whole time. Um what and I know there was some talks and confessionals just about like karma and that kind of stuff. Um, what is your take on, you know, Tommy and Elise and their big move? And then one week later or going home and an elimination that for anybody that doesn't know, a new editing has to work. But the elimination lasted four minutes from what I've been told by some people that were there. Um, so it was a real quick ass whooping for them. Um, so what was your take on, you know, that total turn of events for them? So the whole point behind the rookies speaking to each other before my elimination, we told all the rookies, like Horacio and Olivia, me and Raven, we went to Kim and Colleen and Annalise and Tommy, and we told them, like, look, no matter what, we need to get Horacio and Olivia and Raven and I back in the game for rookies' sake because we have the best chance at winning daily challenges and keeping us out of elimination completely by taking the power because we're going to come down here every week if we don't win. And they were just, they got scared because apparently Fessy like made a deal with them or basically went up to Tommy and Annalise right before the elimination was like, look, you need to get, you need to make it to where Johnny and Raven or Rossi and Olivia are out. If not, then we will not have your back in the future. 
So they got scared and basically made that dumbass move and found themselves right back in elimination like we all knew was going to happen. My whole point was we need to win dailies to keep us out. Like you're not going to prevent – you're not going to take the target off your back by making some – making the moves they made. Like that's – it only made the target even bigger. Mm-hmm. The target always going to be on our back as rookies. What we're, we're trying to explain to them. And to have the strongest rookies in the game is our best bet at staying out of elimination. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I have a friend. I think she interviewed you yesterday or two days ago, Paige, um, for Most Likely To podcast. Um, so we do recaps for every episode. And last week's recap, she made a good point about how each week, Bananas and Nani, Bananas is a champion, Nani's a vet, Jordan and Anissa, Jordan's a champion, Anissa's a vet, and then Darrell and Veronica, who are both champions, um, came in the house as a, as a you know, plot twist, whatever you want to call it. Um, she talked about how we should have had at least one of those three be rookie rookie, just to even the numbers up a little bit. Um, and I mean, I could throw some names out there from Love Island or Big Brother or Survivor, you know, whatever. Um, Xavier and Alyssa from Big Brother 23, for example. Um, we would have loved to see that just so you guys had more numbers. So what was your guys' reaction, you know, week after week, seeing vets and vets and vets just join the Tory, Devin, Fessy, Nelson, that alliance, you know? Laura. It was just, it was hella annoying, you know? Like, it didn't change the way that I felt about the game because I was just there to compete and I knew that basically I was going to have to win to stay out of elimination or to come back from elimination. I just knew I was just going to have to dog it out the whole time. But having these vets come in like all cheery and happy and shit, like you, you can literally see it on their face and you can read their body language. They're so comfortable. They are not worried about getting thrown down. The first half of the season, they're chilling. For us as rookies, and they were rookies at one point too, so I'm not complaining, but you know what time it is. Every single time a vet wins a daily. So for them, it was just very annoying because they just got more and more comfortable. And it's just like the odds were just stacking higher and higher against us. And not to mention rookies going home each week and then vets coming on each week. So it's just like the numbers are getting smaller for us and bigger for them. Yeah, that's why I say it's so hard um, to win your rookie season because it's a new experience that you don't know and it's connections you don't have. Um, so that's why I'm a huge fan of Amber. I love Amber. You know, she won her first season, did it. Um, so that's Turbo who won his first season. Um, do you have a confidence level going in? Because obviously you're an athlete. I mean, let's, let's be honest here. You're more in shape than most of the guys there. Let's call a spade a spade. Did you <laughs> have any confidence level or did you like think, oh, I'm going to get to the end and, you know, get there? Were you very humble in the beginning and like, let me take it week by week? Because we've seen people like Fessy, for example, um, come in his rookie season and think he's just going to kill it. And he did get to the final his rookie season, but he got fourth place in the final. He got last. Totally shit the bed. So where yeah. was your confidence and humbleness levels honestly going into the season and as the season went on for you? Contrary to popular belief, I came in extremely humble, but it comes across as if I'm like some like fucking extra fucking arrogant dude that's like going to win it all. Like that's not how I was. Like I'm confident in my ability to perform. I know that I'm never going to be at the bottom when it comes to me up against everyone else. I'm not saying I'm the best at everything, 
but I know that I'm extremely well-rounded. And then I knew going into the challenge, like some people can't swim like Nelson. He's not a good swimmer. Some people are bad at math. I'm pretty good at math. Like some people can't run. I'm pretty good at running. Some people aren't that strong. I'm very strong. Like I felt like very good going into it because I'm a pretty well-rounded guy and I'm also very athletic and agile, but also I knew that you're only as strong as your weakest link. And luckily I had a very strong partner, which would be considered my, my link, I guess, in, in this analogy. But yeah, I knew that it wasn't all about me. It's about me and my partner and the way we perform together, the way we communicate, the way we handle pressure and stuff. Like I was humbled to the experience because I knew that it doesn't just take a Olympic athlete to come in here and just be better at everything than everyone else because the challenge is not, it's not like that. You have to get very lucky in the challenge as well, you know? And also, like you said, like the connections you have to make to stay in the game and the impression you have to make on people. That's, that's the hardest part of the game realistically, because you come in there for me going into the challenge house, everybody looks at me and they're like, He thinks he's a shit. He is very athletic. I would not want to compete with him in the final. And I don't feel bad for him at all. We're throwing him down, not giving the opportunity. We want to get him the fuck out of here. I knew that was, I knew the people were, I could see it in people's eyes. People looked at me and said, and just thought he thinks he's the shit. When really I was just in there like, so happy to be here. I'm ready to compete with everybody and da, da, da. But I know I got the rap, like, this guy thinks this shit doesn't stink. I'm going to fucking throw him down, give him the opportunity. Fuck him. We're moving on. Not that everyone was an asshole to me by any means. Everyone's really cool. But I'm just saying, I knew that people did not want me in the house. Yeah, I, I see that. Um, I want to talk about, so you said Love Island. You know, you didn't really know who you're going in with. You're all strangers. And you all weren't, like, known people that were on reality TV, right? Going into the challenge, though... You know the faces, the CT, the bananas, the Jordan. Um, I guess you can even put Fessy in there now. But Fessy put out a tweet uh, a couple weeks ago about that he is only really worried about bananas and Jordan, which I get. Bananas, you know, has the most wins of all time at seven. Jordan has won three finals and, you know, just does incredible things. I mean, he's won a final with a broken leg, falling, skydiving, and crashing into the ground. Um, so it's they've done some crazy things, and I completely understand why he said that. Was there anybody you were keeping an eye on or worry about? I mean, obviously you were targeting the vets, um, but once the other people got in the house, were you like, damn, Bananas is a seven-time champ or Laurels and Jack are not something to mess with because Laurels really good. Where Where's your threat levels at with, as far as targets go? Uh, I wasn't really threatened by anybody. Like, okay. I really wasn't. I, I was, the thing is, I just respected everyone. Mm -hmm. You know, I know that it's going to take a lot to beat Johnny Bananas. I know it's going to take a lot to beat Fessy in something physical. I know it's going to take a lot to beat Jordan. Jordan's a great athlete. You know, a lot of them are great athletes, but I have a lot of confidence in myself as an athlete. And like I competed in college and in something in track and field where it's literally arguably one of the most competitive sports there is just based off of like you're given a split second to perform, you know? under a lot of pressure. Obviously, there's sports anyone can argue, like football's, uh, you know, really physical, whatever, of course. But I'm just saying, as far as competing under pressure, 
against anyone, I know I have a chance. You know, I would never count myself up against anyone. I just respected the big dogs. I respected Johnny. I respected Jordan. I respected Fessy and Devin, his ability to do puzzles and shit like that. But, like, I was I didn't have anyone really on my shit list. It was just, like, just survive. Mm-hmm. See, what, see what I can do. You know, I didn't really have anyone that I was gunning for. I thought I thought it would be really cool to get Johnny Bananas the fuck up out of there because he has my name. It would have been it would have been a cool story. You know what I'm saying? Like I come on and get out with fucking seven time champ. You know what I'm saying? No beef there, but it would have been cool if I'm like, yo, Johnny, get the fuck up out of here. No, I agree. I agree. Um, I want to talk about just I guess the drama. Um, there's been a lot of Twitter drama and just a lot of you know the the spoiler accounts that have said that we've missed a lot, right? They've been cutting out a lot of the drama, whereas the challenge 10 years ago was very drama-based, right? Very fighting, all this kind of stuff. Um, what did you think about the edit of the challenge, Ride or Dies, and how true it was to the actual relationships in the house and any drama that you know was going on, any arguments? Um, there were some rumors that, for example, like Olivia called out Tommy and Annalise or something like that. Um, there were some rumors that uh, Norris and Raven got into it. There were some rumors that Devin and Turbo got into it. I mean, I could keep going, but you get the point. Just yeah. how the edit was. Yeah, I'm, I'm very surprised that those big moments, the ones you mentioned, aren't in season. Because the one in particular, like the one between Raven and Norris, that was crazy. It was ridiculous. Like everyone, like I thought that was going to be you know, in the trailer, I thought they were going to, like, when, when it wasn't in the trailer, I was like, oh, they just don't even want to, they don't even want to give people a taste of it yet. Yeah. Like, that like, Devin and Turbo, theirs was crazy. They, like I said, you don't want to get in a, in a verbal altercation with Devin, because he was, like, going back and forth with Turbo, and, and Loki, like, kind of handled his, handled his business, too. But, yeah, no, man, like, they definitely left a lot out as far as just like the drama goes, like the intensity of it, like the whole shit between Raven and I downplayed, the whole shit between me and Reese downplayed. But there's only so much they can put in one episode, you know? Well, I get it. I get it. Um, so coming off the challenge, I do want to talk about your, I guess, goals or aspirations. Um so I interviewed Christian from Big Brother 23 yesterday and he talked about how acting and singing is like his main passion and how he, he's actually starring on Law & Order, to, not starring, but guest starring on Law & Order tonight. Um, uh, so what is your your dream, your goal? Is reality TV what you want to do? Would you continue to do the challenge? Um, or is there something else that you have in mind for yourself? Right now, I mean, my life is so random. Like things just happen something new could happen today i get home and get an email from somebody or a call from somebody and you know i never know so i'm kind of in this in this stage of my life where i'm kind of just living life one day at a time and if given the opportunity to come back on the challenge season after season i want to be there every time like if if i if i'm on the challenge for five ten more years that'd be cool because you can do whatever you want to do when you're on the challenge it's cool you just go away for a couple months or whatever but Acting is something I definitely want to pursue in the near future. Uh, I want to start taking acting classes. I've already done a lot of self-tapes, well, a couple self-tapes. And it's something that I feel like I could be really good at. Um, so seeing that in the cars for me would be incredible. I, I'm in the fitness industry. Like, I just want to get into personal training. 
I want to, I used to cut hair. I, I was a barber all through college. So okay. if I can set myself up financially to just do the things that I want to do and not necessarily have to rely on them, but do the things that I'm passionate about and still make some money, but just at a high level, you know, I, I wanted to be a celebrity barber like for years and years, but then the whole TV thing happened. I moved out to LA and lost all my clients. And I was focused on Instagram and TV shows and shit for so long that I just kind of gave up on that for now. So I put a lot of things on the back burner that I want to pick back up when given the opportunity, but things are going really well right now. And I'm just living life one day at a time and Definitely. just see life throws at me. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so I just have one more game really quick. Um, okay. A lot of people, I started this a couple of weeks ago and people have been really interested in it. So I just started to keep going it. It's just this or that. I'm going to give you two options and which do you prefer? Okay. Uh, so the first one I always ask, and this is really going to be telling New York city or Los Angeles. Los Angeles, even though no, that's what I'm saying. I've only, I've only been in New York a couple of times, but like the, it's so hectic. You yeah. can't even are out there. New York or LA, man, like when I moved out to LA, I was very disappointed in how it was the, the the glamour of it was just completely taken away. Don't get me wrong, LA is amazing. There's a lot of opportunity, a lot of stuff going on, but it definitely let me down as far as like it's not like what you see in the movies. But New York, same thing, but there's just way more people there and you can't really move left or right without both control of somebody. I get it. So you're from Virginia. That does that mean you're like a Commanders and a Wizards fan? Nah, I'm not a huge sports fan in general. But I wouldn't. I didn't even. I guess Redskins growing up or the Commanders, yeah. Because uh, my mom's from Maryland, and she liked the. I keep saying Redskins, but she liked the Commanders. Uh, uh my dad. I, I was born in in Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia. So I used to always the Falcons were my team, but I'm not a huge. I'm not a huge. Uh, Okay. Sports. Yeah, I'm I'm big into Philly sports, so that's why I had to ask. Yeah. Just had to see what your what your team was. Um, the next one I have is a breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Rank them in order. I'm going dinner, breakfast, lunch. Okay, I agree. Actually, that's yeah, hundred percent. Breakfast, but I'm like, nah, I can't take steak out of there. Like, yeah. steak's better. I and a good better than lunch. No, I agree with you. Um, fruits or vegetables? Fruits. Okay. Um, can you rank the seasons winter, spring, summer, and fall? Okay, I'm going summer just because of all activities, spring, fall, winter. Okay. I I, I hate the fall. Such a hot take that I have because people love the fall. Um, I've literally gotten to arguments with us over people, but I agree. I appreciate you not having the fall in the number one spot. Number three, number three. Yeah, I I appreciate that. Um, comedy or horror? Comedy. Okay. Movies or TV? Movies. Love or money? Love. Okay. Um, sweet or salty? Salty. Okay. And then just one more. Um, rank them Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat. Instagram, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat. Okay. All right. I get it. 
been on TikTok a lot recently, though. I want to say I really appreciate you coming on. I just have a couple of listener questions um, <laughs> to get through. I put on my Instagram stories and I put some um, stuff out there on other social media platforms. Um, so I'm going to pull those up really quickly um, for you. So the first one, okay, the first one has nothing to do with the challenge at all. Um, somebody wants to know um, your favorite, like if you could eat one food for the rest of your life every day, every meal, what food would that be? Wagyu. Interesting. Wagyu, Wagyu steak. Interesting. I'm a, I'm a huge steak guy. And like, I feel like there's nothing better than steak. And it's like you feel, you know, if I'm working out and I have a big-ass Wagyu steak after a workout, I feel like I'm like fueling my body. You know what I mean? Yeah, steak I, no, 100%. Or steak and mac and cheese. Yeah. I used to do a filet mignon once a week with baked mac and cheese. Yeah. Two Um, The next one is, if you were to come back on the show, um, who is one male partner that you would want and one female partner that you would want for a whole season? I've gotten this question a million times, and every time I'm going to give the same answer. The challenge has to bring my boy Jeremiah back on the on the show. If we go, if we both go on there together, it's gonna be mayhem. Okay. But email, um, I don't know how she feel about this, but I'd be cool with being partners with Justine. Okay, okay, like, she killed it. Cool. Yeah, yeah, she, she killed it. She's a great competitor. Like me and her are strictly just friends or coworkers, whatever you want to call it. You know, we're not necessarily like friends right now, but I've seen her out, and it'd be cool to have her as a partner. Um, but. I couldn't really think of another girl partner off the top of my head that I'm like feeding to work with. Okay. Um, so the next one I have, I don't know if you've ever heard of the the show, uh, the season X's. That was one of the mm -hmm. seasons Jordan won. His first season was X's. His first win was X's two with Sarah Rice from um, the Real World Brooklyn. Um, mm -hmm. So I have some people ask, would you ever do um, a season of X's with your match from Love Island 2? I plead the fifth. Got it. <laughs> we'll move on. Um, I, I can be honest with you. I had a lot of questions about that. If you would ever, you know, go on a challenge season with her and if you would do X's. Um, the next one I have is if you were to come back next season for season 39, what would you do differently? Um, um what would I do differently? I'll keep my cards close to my chest, I guess. Okay. Even though I feel like people already have a have their assumptions of me if they've watched season thirty eight, you know what I mean. I think I definitely made my bed. Yeah. So I'm not... Okay. Um. Somebody wanted to know. Um. If the Challenge USA gets um renewed for a season two, is that something you would be interested in, or are you more so interested in the flagship on MTV now? Uh, I mean, if I can do both, then sure. But like you said, I'm I'm interested in staying with the MTV's the challenge. Okay. Um, and then the next person, I'm sorry, I just had a lot of questions. I'm trying to pop these out really quickly. Um, the next one they want to know. So they know they said you live in Los Angeles. Where else would you like to move to in the United States besides LA? Uh, me and my boys talk about this a lot. I just visited Miami twice this summer. It would be cool as hell to be down there for like six to eight months or to a year maybe, but I know I'll get hella distracted down there. Miami would be cool. Houston would be cool. Uh, that's probably about it. The only real places I've like thought about. Maybe Atlanta. 
Yeah, I used to live like in a suburb of Atlanta and loved it. Um, yeah. Miami, I could never live in Miami. There's just way too much going on for me. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like living there for like a year and like really just like being on my shit and not really feeling the pressure to go out mm-hmm. because I'm there and living there. Miami, the weather there is amazing. People there are amazing. The girls there are amazing. Like, the clubs are amazing. People aren't stuck. People aren't stuck up like they are in LA. Like, LA is tough. Like, people are killing people out here and shit, man. I'm like, can y'all just relax? I'm, I'm used to people that are just cool, calm, collected, you know? Yeah, no, I get it. Any chance you'd ever move to, like, New York City, Manhattan, Brooklyn, any of the boroughs? I wouldn't count it out. I would not count it out. Okay. I mean, I might, I might venture there eventually. Eventually. Um, so I have somebody ask, you were on a CBS TV show. They um, sold Love Island to Peacock, the streaming service. But other CBS shows are Survivor, Big Brother, Amazing Race. How likely are you to be interested in ever doing Big Brother, Survivor, and or The Amazing Race? Big Brother, hell no. Okay. Just everything that I've heard about that show is just like, just so mentally straining. Yep. Like, I just wouldn't, I just wouldn't want to be in a house for that long at all. Um, Amazing Race, don't really know what, know, know too much about it, but Ray from Love Island Season 1, he did it. He's my boy. He said it was fun himself because you just get to travel the world. So I would do that if given the opportunity. But, you know, I'm, I'm basically open to doing any shows I'm, I'm, I'm pissed for. Would you do Survivor, living in the in the Fiji jungle for a month, no food? Shit, man. I don't want to say that I wouldn't do it because I'm up for the challenge, you know? But it's not something that I'm seeking. If I'm given the opportunity and... I get it, I get it. I've seen enough, we'll see. Yeah, there was a... um. So on Michelle, actually, the season Michelle won Survivor... Um, there was a girl named Sydney. She was a professional bodybuilder and she almost won. She got fourth place and she talked about all the muscle mass she lost. Yeah. Not eating and all that stuff and how she won't be able to do that show again because, you know, that's her career is, you know, bodybuilding and how straining that is on your body physically. Yeah. I would hate that because shit, I would just, I would not want to set all of my weight <laughs> just for show, especially if I don't win, you know? Definitely. Um, I have somebody ask. One second, let me just pull it up. Um, are you interested in any of the Netflix reality shows, which are like Too Hot to Handle, The Mole, The Circle? Um, if you don't know any of those are, I can explain them to you. But they're very popular on Netflix, and you know, get millions and millions of views because it's it's Netflix. Let's be real here. Yeah, I mean, I've talked about this before. Like going on Netflix, that's if you're if you're doing reality TV, going on Netflix, that's just that'd be dope as fuck. You know, everyone watches Netflix. Uh, too hot to handle. I feel like that'd be a cool one for me. I feel like I'd be pretty good at that one. Uh, if they did like a celebrity, too hot to handle, that would be dope as hell. I would I would love to do it. Uh, the Circle, that's one where they're like in the in, in the, the room. whole thing, and they have the computer screens, and they that's how they talk to each other. I can't even I can't even text people back in real life, so I would just not be good at that shit at all. I like the in person. Yeah, know. I get it. I get it. I'd be terrible at that too. Yeah, I would hate that shit. I'd be so bad at that. I'd be the first one out. I, I already know. I feel like I could win Big Brother, the circle. I'd be the first one out. It'd be it'd honestly be embarrassing for me. Oh yeah, I couldn't do it at all. My my 
texting me is so dry. I would you will fall asleep texting me. I swear. Somebody wants to know about your experience on All Star Shore. Okay. Just, just what was it like? Yeah, they just want to know what it was like for you um, on that show with people from all different countries, and you know, Angelina from Jersey Shore was on there. Yeah, All Star Shore was incredible. Like it was just fun. It was just amazing to be there. We were treated outstanding by the production. Not that I wasn't treated great on all the other all the other shows, but it was Celebrity Shore is what we what it was called before, and. Yeah, meeting all those other reality stars. I'm, I'm only coming off one show at this point. I'm meeting people that have been on 10 or 15 seasons of their show in their country. And it was just cool hearing about all their cultures and their countries and their, all their experiences and stuff like that. So, yeah, we were just drinking like crazy every night, partying. The games were annoying to me because I thought I was going there to like compete like the challenge. Yeah. But it was like up to luck. Uh, but it, it was dope, um, and the last one I have has nothing to do with reality TV. Um, if you could have dinner with one um, person in the whole world, one celebrity, I guess, who would it be? I was almost about to say like some female celebrity, but I don't really, I wouldn't really care to. Um, if I were to go to dinner with like Dave Chappelle, maybe, or... okay. Or maybe like, yeah, Drake, shit. Okay. Just to chop it up, pick his brain a little bit. Yeah. Definitely. Drake. Yeah. Um, so I want to say thank you so much for coming on. Um, I want to just give you any last words you want to say, anything you want to shout out, where we can find you on social media. Just your time to shine. Man, I appreciate you for having me for real. Uh, to all the people watching out there and listening, I just want you guys to know fans of the challenge. You guys can love me or hate me. The moves that me and Raven made. If you didn't like it, I don't care. We gave you guys what you wanted. We shook up the season. We did what people were scared to do. And I have no shame in my game. Wouldn't change a thing. I have no regrets. Give me an opportunity to come back on the challenge, and I'm going to do it again. So you guys can find me on Instagram at Johnny, J-O-H-N-N-Y underscore L-L-E-E. Find me on all platforms with the same at. Appreciate you for having me, man, for real. Now. Um, but that's all I really have. I really appreciate you taking the time today to do this. Uh, it was great. It was great. I yeah, loved it. Definitely. Appreciate it. Have a good rest of your day. All right, man. You too. Bye. Hey, chilling with Dylan. Chilling with Dylan. Hey. Good vibes and such an incredible feeling. The podcast that you need and want. Interviews with reality TV stars. Uh, so entertaining. Now you don't want to miss. Uh, real as it gets. Never know what to expect. Uh, Got a rep jersey, I thought I told you. Yes, indeed, every week got a brand new poster while I'm hey chilling with Dylan, chilling with Dylan, hey chilling with Dylan, chilling with Dylan. Let's go.